In the heart of New York, nestled among the idyllic landscapes of the Hudson Valley, lies a world of real estate full of charm, potential, and rewarding opportunities. But diving into this world could seem daunting. That is, of course, unless you have a guide. Welcome to Hudson Valley Real Estate Explained, the ultimate property compass for investors, first-time homebuyers, and seasoned homeowners alike. Each week, we will deliver insights, expert advice, and dive deep into topics like mortgages, inspections, property taxes, and more. We bring you engaging interviews, case studies, and peek into some of Hudson Valley's most enticing areas. So, whether you're dreaming of a charming riverside cottage, strategizing your next investment, or planning the perfect sale, stay tuned because Hudson Valley Real Estate Explained has you covered. I'm your host, Michael Kahns with Team Banks. Let's embark on this property journey together. Welcome to the neighborhood. And welcome everybody to our episode of Hudson Valley Real Estate Explained. And we are excited about today's episode. It is not a pretty episode. It's not a glamorous episode, but my God, is it, is, is it an important episode, especially up here in the Hudson Valley where... Uh, homes can go through a lot of uh, m- deferred maintenance and damage, and we see it all the time. Uh, today, we have a very special guest on the show. Um, and by the way, before I get into that, I'm joined by one of our team members, Robin uh, Bermudez from Team Banks. Hello, Robin. Hello. Hey, Robin. Thanks for joining. <laughs> and uh, getting right into our guest, uh, this is a gentleman who uh, has been doing home inspections in the Hudson Valley here for... Uh, how many years have you been doing home inspections for? Got about five years now. About five years doing home inspections. Prior to that, has a pretty significant construction background, uh, knows houses in and out, what's good about them, what's bad about them, and can really identify issues. Uh, Tom Truss from Truss Home Inspections, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me today. Very excited. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, You know, you you do an an enormous amount of home inspections for myself as well as the rest of the team. And one of the reasons why we use you so often is because of uh, not just your thoroughness on inspections, but your honesty. Uh, I think that you know, when it comes to home inspection, uh, every home is going to have problems and home buyers need to be made aware of what they're buying, not necessarily because it, to, to renegotiate a deal or because there's uh, some money to be saved, that could be the issue, right? But also just to understand, hey, this is their one time to really dive into a home and understand the intricacies of the home what's starting to happen that they need to pay attention to, what is a problem, what's not a problem. You know, you want to understand the home you're buying. It's not just four walls, some windows, and a door. Like, these these are all moving parts. They all, you know, have, have maintenance that's required. And we really want to see how well that home's been cared for. And most specifically, I think homes in the Hudson Valley go through a lot of, of issues, and we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But yeah. uh, first, I'd love to hear a little bit from you, and I, I know our audience would as well. Tell us just a little bit about, um, you know, what's a day in the life of a home inspector look like? A uh, day in the life of a home inspector is, um, it, it could get complicated because there's a lot of uh, phone calls that, you know, come through um, from previous inspections where, you know, People have questions about uh, previous inspections, what went on, 
And it's all about giving the client as much information as you can. So we have inspections during the day. We have phone calls in the afternoon. We have emails to follow up. We're trying to get basically as much information as we can to the potential buyers, to the realtors, to make their their sale that go smooth and, you know, no hiccups because, you know, it's a tough market out there. And the faster that we can get this information out there to everybody, the easier the transaction can be. Excellent. So you start off your day typically fielding questions? Yeah, literally. Yeah. I wake up, I have emails, I have phone calls. Um, usually we try to get two or three inspections scheduled during the day. We try to keep them lined up for like at 10 o'clock, two o'clock, um, if people have to work, we understand. So we'll try to make it later on in the afternoon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's basically wake up and, uh, you know, have a cup of coffee and start answering emails and phone calls. So a typical home inspection, how long does that take? About two to three hours. Two to three hours. Yeah. Excellent. And I think if it goes any, if it's shorter than that, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people that have gone through shorter home inspections and, and depending on the size of the house, yeah. I don't think they're getting the information what they need. And then if it goes too long, I feel like, you know, people, are, you know, are forgetting a lot of stuff. It's important to focus on the important stuff and get that to the client as fast as you can. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's interesting. That's one thing I didn't think about. You guys uh, wake up to a whole bunch of questions following up from previous inspections. That would make a lot of sense. So you're yeah. tell you're saying the job doesn't end when the inspection's done, does it? No, no. It's, uh, you know, uh, on average, you know, if you stop and think about it, you know, we could do anywhere from three to 500 inspections a year. Those are a lot of clients, and there, there's always – there's always questions that pop up and they're simple questions because a lot of people are first time home buyers, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, they're hiring us to get them prepared when they move into their house and we're happy to do so. Love it. Yeah. And that's really one of the important, uh, factors of getting a home, uh, inspection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having, and having somebody that you can yeah, talk to. Having yeah. somebody that you can talk to after the fact. So that report comes in, it's roughly how many pages? It's like 70, 80 pages. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of information that is thrown at them. Pages. And even though they're most of the time present for the home inspection, that report includes photos, photos. and more detailed information of what went on behind the scenes for exactly. them. Yeah. So it's great. You know, we always advise our clients to go through that report and, and reach out if there are questions. So it, it's great for a priority list. You know, yeah. it's, it's great to, to give the clients uh, time timelines of everything in their house. So they later can look at that report and figure out what the timelines of everything in their house are so they can prepare for the bigger expenses. Yeah. One of the most scariest things is for something to go wrong in a house that's super expensive that you were unaware of. That's yeah. when it can be frustrating. So if we could deliver the information to them and they could be proactive and start saving for those bigger items, yeah. when they do happen, they're prepared for it. And, we use yeah. that. To, and again, sometimes it's a uh, standpoint that we can use now to renegotiate yeah. uh, our accepted offer. And sometimes it is just for information. Hey, this is very much end of life yeah. <laughs> yes. for yes. this furnace or hot water heater. You know, be prepared to budget for that because sometimes things are technically working they're functioning they're mm -hmm. operating they're not damaged at the time but there's a good chance that after they move in you know within the year or two three years they're going to be looking at yeah 
some big upgrades. Replace it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us two, about two hours for a home inspection. Walk us through the process. Uh, where do you start? How do, what should a potential home buyer expect when going through a home inspection with you? So typically, you know, every home inspector is different and, uh, you know, you, you kind of create your own footsteps. And um, what I found works for me is I always like to show up maybe like 20 minutes earlier than everybody else is because I like to get the outside done. And I usually start from the outside and I get the roof done. So that way, when the clients get there, I can go over my findings with them. And some inspectors do it differently. And I respect the way that they do it. And it just works better for me doing that. So when they get there, we go over everything and I can point things out to them on the outside. And most of the time I'm building a rapport as we're talking. So some home inspectors, like it's always good for the client to be there. And some inspectors like them to follow them throughout the whole inspection process. And I think that is good. But for, for me, I always like to take some time during the inspection so I can be by myself, so I could be as thorough as I can. Because, you know, when people are talking to you, you can become distracted and it kind of takes away from that inspection. So I always like to, you know, give uh, the clients a tape measure or something like that so they can measure where furniture is going to go throughout their house and, uh, you know, kind of get acclimated with the house. Because that's what it's all about during showings and everything. You don't get a lot of time there. And the good thing about a home inspection, we're there for a few hours. So, you know start making it feel like home so you could feel like you're you, that this is going to be your home i love that that's a that, that's that's a great process so uh you i and i love the fact that you build your reports as you go along that is one thing that has really stood out to me from our very first home inspection together um for those in our audience that don't know uh, a typical home inspection will take place and then uh, typically within 24 to 48 hours, you'll get that report back um, so that you can review it. On every home inspection I have done uh, with Trust Home Inspections, that report was in our inboxes as we were pulling down the driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thorough, it's detailed, all of the photos are there and videos as we're pulling down the driveway. So there is zero wait time or a detailed report on the house, which is critical in especially this very competitive seller's market where you can make decisions a lot faster. So I appreciate that about you. Um, But you get there, you start with the roof and uh, the outside so that you can give them a report. Where does it go from there? What are some of the other services they should be thinking about? Do you have a process as you go through the home? Do you start in one spot after the outside and work your way through? Or is it just at random? How does it go? So that's a great question. And people always ask me that. And, um, you know, from doing so many of them, um, I've always found that starting the outside, doing the roof, getting that stuff into the system, then going inside and, I start, me personally, I start from the attic and I work my my way down. And the reason for that is because I want to run every plumbing fixture throughout the house. And then as I'm going to the next floor, I'm looking at the ceiling from where those plumbing fixtures are to see if we have any active leaks. Because, you know, if if you start from the bottom and work your way up and something starts leaking, you could be missing that because everything works off of gravity. So the way that I say it is that my inspection works off of gravity, working from the top down. Wow, that's really interesting. And uh, I didn't pick up on 
The fact that you did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, they're little tricks that, you know, it's all about problem solving. And the more that you do this, the more that you, you know, you critique yourself and, and try to make things better. And that's making the process easier for everybody. Yeah. As far as uh, being in the Hudson Valley, what are some of the home in- issues that are more prevalent in the Hudson Valley specifically? Um, it, so the Hudson Valley is filled with old homes and I follow a lot of, uh, you know, inspectors throughout the United States and, you know, the, there's a lot of new houses down South that are being made and a lot of new construction that goes wrong. It's done wrong. It's, you know, and then you come to the Hudson Valley and a lot of these houses are a hundred years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a little bit different. You know, people got to understand that you're buying things that are a hundred years old and, you know, one of my favorite lines to tell people is that when you're buying a house that's 100 years old, you're a caretaker. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's your job to, to keep up on the maintenance. And if you let go of the maintenance, it can be way more expensive in the long run than just staying up on the maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. So o- old houses um, are a common thing that we see here in the Hudson Valley. Yeah, and there were lots of, like, you could we could see the waves in the different neighborhoods, right? You have, you know, turn-of-the-century homes, and then there's, like, this boom in, like, the 40s, 50s, and 60s of houses. You know, we just have these neighborhoods that are just filled with 50s houses, and then some with, like, 70s and 80s. Um, but you're right, we have a lot of very old. So that's, that's definitely very unique to us. I know in a lot of places that's not something that you'll see. Turn-of-the-century homes, 100-year-old homes. I mean, we have a lot of history. I mean, there's historic homes where, you know, George Washington has spent the night, and, you know, yeah. th- there's, there's a lot of wonderful history here. Um, and we should do an entire podcast on old homes because I think they're fascinating. Oh, they, they are, and it's, it's fascinating to me because I've been in construction my whole life, and uh, – you know, when you start researching, like, certain timelines of when they change things in builds, like, take, for example, like, exterior wall insulation. Yeah. Before the 50s, they didn't put it in those houses. So, you know, that's one of the things that, like, you got to educate yourself on on these older houses is, like, you know, a customer asks, is there wall insulation? Well, if it's built in 1920, and they haven't done any renovations, I would imagine it probably doesn't have insulation in the walls, you know. Which could be huge on your energy mm-hmm. bills. It can be. As long as, you know, the most insulating part is the roof, the ceiling, you know. as In your attic, that's that's where you want the, the insulation to be. That, that's what helps out the efficiency of the house so much. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Something else we find with clients that are, um, l- like, to try to educate themselves through the home buying process that is not uh, necessarily uncommon in other areas, but we see a lot of homes with septic and well yes. here. So if you're coming from um, further south in the city or parts of Westchester, they are not always uh, familiar with those systems. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of inspecting Yeah. Septics. What I know now, and the longer that I go through this, and and this is what I built my business on, is basically trying to solve problems of what I see in the industry having. And during COVID, people were, you know, uh, waiving inspections, Mm -hmm. and 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 everything was trying to get things done a hundred, you know, you know, hundred miles an hour. And that's you know me having the background in construction and knowing septic systems so well. That's why I offered part of that with the home inspection is because, 
you really got to get that stuff done quickly. And a lot of people are nervous about septic systems, but it's, it's such a simple creature. You just have to know about it. And not a lot of people know where it is, how it's set up. And typically, you know, if you have a septic or, or a cesspool, because there are cesspools and hundred-year-old cesspools that are still in functioning today um, in this Hudson Valley area, it's just important that you, you get the, the, not, uh, the information as quickly as you can and make sure that those systems are functioning. So, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where, like, if I knew what I knew now and you had the option of either one or the other, I would almost choose a septic inspection over a home inspection if you had to choose one or the other every mm-hmm. time because it's a very I- expensive. It is also one of the main things that you walking through the house cannot see. Yeah. You cannot test. Yeah, we right? have no we, idea. We can open windows and see if they're functioning. We yeah. can yeah. we can check appliances to a degree. Um, but yeah, the, it's one of those things that is invisible. So when, and and septics are to your point, really important because if they fail, there could be, I mean, you can fix a septic tank depending on what's failing, you know, for a couple thousand dollars or a couple $10,000. So I think that's where the apprehension comes in is, Hey, this could potentially be the most expensive thing I will ever have. I mean, it could be more than a roof. They could be more than a lot, but, um, I don't think that's necessarily typical, with septic inspection with septics no no not not necessarily i mean there's you know it all falls under what contractor you're going to get to you know um if from an installation standpoint or an installation or 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 repair you know because there are people that know how to repair these systems without replacing the system yeah and and those are the professionals because those those people know what they're talking about they're they're confident enough to repair these systems instead of just uh, you know saying oh it's going to be so much easier to replace the whole system yeah you know um but as we do these septic inspections for these people, you know, it's, it's just uh, it's really getting them informed on how these systems use because you don't want to be flushing the wrong things down the system. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, again, home inspections are critical because there's great education involved. Don't throw certain things into a septic because septics need to you basically you know, it break down down inside the system so that it could uh, go back into the earth and putting the wrong things in there could be detrimental. Um, What about, uh, Robin also mentioned wells. That's something we dive into. Um, You know, I imagine, so it's like buckets in the ground? Like (laughs) (laughs) I've had a a few uh, clients come up and that's what they really thought was happening. And I was like, no, 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 that's not not the way it works. We just want to make sure that you could drink the water without getting sick. So, (laughs) yeah. So how does, so how does a well, you know, uh, high level, how does a well work and what do you test when it comes to a well? Uh, when it comes to a well, basically you want to check the uh, check the flow of it. Um, also, you want you want to actually test the water. You want to test it for mm-hmm. bacteria. You want to test it for E. coli. You want to make sure that you have potable water. Um, there's a couple What's potable water. Potable basically water that you can drink without getting sick. You know, you can cook. That would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to drink water and get sick. No. Um, no, and these things too, when they come up, when we test the water and the results come back and we find certain bacteria in them, they're not 
deal, but obviously we need to know, we want to know that yeah. it's present in the water, but they can be fixed. Exactly. So. Everything can be fixed. And, mm -hmm. and it's just about getting the information to figure out how to fix it. And uh, if the water does come back with bacteria or E. coli, there's, you know, basically the two of the main things that you could do is either you could shock the well, which is a very simple process of dropping bleach down inside the well casing and running the water through the pipes so the bleach can clean out all the pipes. And, you know, then you retest it again, and usually the bacteria is gone. But a more permanent solution is having uh, an ultraviolet light installed onto the uh, well system, which is killing the bacteria immediately as soon as it comes into the house, and that's permanent. Would you so recommend? You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Would you recommend that for all wells, regardless? Because I'm, if I'm hearing you right, we shocked the well and it went away. Could it come back. Could come back. It does. It does. Even I mean, even for people who get their well tested and the test comes back free of bacteria yeah. five, 10 years down the line yeah. as they're living in the house, that could be an issue. So, so what I get like a good question of that would be, you know, why, why does it come? And from doing these, so many of these tests, I find that a lot of vacant houses that aren't used a lot, the water um, stays in the, uh, in the pipes and it stays there for a long period of time and it hits a certain temperature and it automatically starts growing bacteria so it's stagnant um, it's, it's stagnant not being yeah. Moved yeah through yeah. yeah so you know i i usually warn people like if we're at a vacant house or something we do that water test to just expect it to come back but it's it's something that could be easily fixed excellent excellent so the other things that come to my mind uh you know we have four seasons here that can't be good for homes right compared to foam, homes that are in the sun all year long yeah um, what is the impact on the change of seasons on homes locally? Uh, definitely, it's all about the maintenance. And, uh, you know, that could fall into so many different things. You know, your heating system, your air conditioning system, uh, the roof, uh, gutters. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of harsh weather up here that can beat up uh, the major components of a roof. Um, you know, uh, so it, it's about the maintenance of it. Yeah. Um, moisture. I see a lot of moisture damage on houses sometimes that needs to get addressed, especially if it's wood siding. Yeah, that could painting, be painting, 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 painting. Yeah. Yeah. Sealing the outside, anything with wood, you want to make sure that it's sealed properly because the minute that those finishes are gone, it's just going to start deteriorating the wood. And as we all know from COVID prices, wood is through the roof. So mm -hmm. we don't want yeah. that. Just stay up on the maintenance. How often should we paint uh, or stain uh, bare wood outside? Uh, that's a great question because I'm going through it with my house right now. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I did a lot of research on what I wanted to do. So it, it really depends on uh, the, you know, if you go with a translucent stain, if you go with a, uh, a solid stain, if you just go with like a, a, a straight clear um you know, and what I found is if you go with more of a solid stain than a translucent stain, you get much more life out of it. Okay. Um, but a lot of people like the natural, you know, look. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that they're just going to have to stay up on the maintenance a little bit more. So if you use like a clear coat, it could last three to five years. If you use a solid stain, you could get five to ten years out of it. Yeah. 
What about basements? I know that's, I mean, it's not an anomaly to the Hudson Valley, but I know that uh, in a lot of places in the United States, they don't have basements. Do they cause problems around here? Yeah, that's always a big discussion (laughs) at the home inspection. Uh, You know, everybody's worried about water in the basements and, you know. Well, um, because it's like another well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It can, can, you know, in some cases, you know, you get water into the basement. Nobody wants flooding because if they put their stuff down there, it could get ruined. Especially some of these older homes. We know when we're we're walking through and they have shale and they were made to take on some water. I'm glad you said that. They were never made to be storage or finished space. Ah, I think Robin's heard me before on my (laughs) spiel. (laughs) Because normally what I tell people is that, you know, before, the 70s and 80s you know the basements were made to hold the utilities and you know when it comes to groundwater and water filtrate or infiltration um you know hydrostatic pressure could reach upwards of 10,000 pounds and people knew that back uh, back in the older days so instead of trying to stop the water they allowed it to come through so it wasn't really up until the 70s and 80s where people started realizing the value of square footage in a house. So they started finishing off the basements and, mm. you know, started coming into mold problems. And then it, it started escalating into bigger problems. So it, it really, when it comes to water in the basement and everything, if you're going to finish the basement, you got to make sure it's waterproof and done the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do it the right way the first time because otherwise it just ends up being, you know, we have seen so many basements finished that are moldy and damp, and that's a serious health hazard. That's a that's a serious health risk. That's not, uh, you know, it's not just uncomfortable or ugly, yeah. but if they're in really bad shape, that can be really bad for you. Um, you know, it's funny. Robin and I actually sold a house right in East Fishkill for just under $2 million. It was a four-story stone castle, for lack of better words. Um, turn of the century home. And in the basement wasn't just, you know, an area for water to, you know, to pass through. It, I mean, it was almost a moat <laughs> in the basement, a, a, a channel, like yeah. thick and wide and deep that channeled water from around the home to sort of pass through it yeah. and out the other side. And uh, it was... Did it uh, still have the dragon in it? <laughs> no, no <laughs> dragon. But it was really a brilliant design because this was coming, you know, as this was halfway down a mountain, so the water that came through there was absolutely tremendous. And the the design of the water um, going through there was enough to weather any storm, and it didn't have any impact on the rest of the house. Um, we showed that house to a couple people that were really concerned and didn't like the look of it because it's sure it's not what you would see in a home built in 2012. But mm. back then it was it's just an incredibly ingenious design, um, you know, to support that. They were you know, smart. Beautiful home. Yeah, they, no. they, they were smart because they knew that if there was a fight between water and concrete, You're water's going to win water, every time. Water's <laughs> gonna win. Yeah. You know what else I've noticed? Uh, until we started building poured concrete houses, we had uh, cinder mm-hmm. basements. Yep. And a lot of people I see are painting them with like that dry lock paint. Yep. Now, cinder's supposed to breathe, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to breathe, and they're, they're locking it in with the dry lock paint, which is, you know, you, you're you're really not doing much there because the water is already through the foundation at that point, and you're just trying to stop it from being visual on the inside of the basement. It, there's 
there's multiple steps of actually waterproofing a, uh, a basement. And the first critical thing is you got to divert the water around whatever you're trying to protect there. Yeah, you don't fix it inside. You fix no. it outside. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's always an outside fix. Basements are... Unless you go with the bead-dry system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, which the bead-dry system is a, a very... Uh, and I'm, I'm saying that because it's a brand name, but it's basically, you know, um, drainage inside the basement at the bottom of the, the floor. Yeah, they do a wonderful job. Uh, yeah, it's great. Guaranteed for life and, yeah. and all of that stuff. I, You know, I tell people on our buyer tours that you really understand a home in its basement. Uh, that's always the part I look most forward to. I let... Clients, I let you guys fall in love with the kitchen, the bathrooms. Yeah. That's not the most important thing to me. It's 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 funny. The most important thing to me on any home tour is the basement. And I want to see the basement. And you know why? Why? Because the basement is like the heart of the body. It really is. Like you, you got it. Like it's got all the major components down there. And this yeah. is what I tell everybody all the time. Like you got your electrical, you got your plumbing, you got your HVAC. That yeah. is like the heart right there. And I always tell people, if, if you maintain that area and set a standard of what that area looks like, no matter what contractor you get in there, yeah. they're going to have to match that standard. And if you leave it sloppy and dirty and, and people come in there and, and do shoddy work to it, the next person's going to do the same quality of work. Yeah. So it's always important to keep those areas super neat. My wife uh, thinks I'm a you know, a lunatic because my, 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 you know, <laughs> utility room is uh, painted and, uh, you know, it's swept. We get swept. very excited <laughs> when we see laundry, a very laund- well-kept basement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> laundry's not done. Dishes are in, but I'm dusting the furnace. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be okay. No, I, listen, you know, and, and I've said it on this podcast before, and I will say it again right now. Uh, the most important thing for me when I'm helping somebody look for a home is does the home look cared for and loved by somebody that did things right? Because you can dress up a home to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. They call it lipstick, uh, you on know? A, on a what? Yeah. Lipstick on a what? On a horse, on a pig. On, on a, a pig, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, you can, you, you, you can dress up a home, uh, to to make it look good to you know you can replace some cabinets and but but you know one of the you know one of the things I do all the time mm-hmm. when I'm in touring a home if they have a water softener I open it up yes I want to make sure there's salt yeah. in there yeah. do they continue to yes. put salt in their water softener because that's just going to be going to give me an indication on how corroded all these pipes are yeah. and how much you're going to have to replace sometime in the future yeah. this water softener is there for a reason do they maintain it and you can always tell when you see somebody that has everything, you know, eyes dotted, teeth crossed, homes look great. There's salt in there. Everything's working well. And then there's others where it's like, man, they haven't put salt in here uh, in years. Are you talking? Or change the filter and the air Oh, God, forever. isn't that terrible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those are all great things as you guys are showing homes that are, it's like, you know, you pick up on before the even in the inspection. Yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, those little tiny things, you know, help out because, you know, there, there are realtors out there that don't really know what to look for. And then we get to the inspection and, you know, it's kind of like, well, Shock. There, there's some yeah. there's yeah. some obvious yeah. ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's yeah. some real obvious ones. You know, I'd rather see carpet. You know, look, I bought my house. There was carpet in the kitchen. 
right? But it was a really well-maintained home. It wasn't pretty. We needed to update it. I had orange countertops from like the 70s carpet. It was All right. All ugly. Right. The shag carpet. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. <laughs> pretty, pretty close to it. It was pretty ugly, but it was a very well-maintained home. And it was a great purchasing decision for us because we could cosmetically fix things as we wanted. We didn't have to deal with problems with mechanical structural issues they did the right thing with all the important components and we just had to make it look pretty you know and the great thing about that is we get to then choose and make it our own you know nobody cares what furnace you buy like that's not helping you aesthetically at all if you have to replace the furnace but the the, you know kitchen looks okay even though it's not your style it's one of those things where it's like nobody wants to buy tires and put it on their car it doesn't make the car look nice it's just a thousand dollars out the window and you don't even notice your car any different Mm -hmm. tires brakes i gotta put brakes on my car right now it's like oh man yeah nothing no difference no joy out of it (laughs) what are some other things are there any other inspection uh add-ons or things that people should be considering when getting a home inspection right in this uh, area of radon is definitely Mm -hmm. one of them i always recommend it to people you know um, radon is a natural carcinogenic that radiates off the rock bed Um, it in concentrated areas the levels get you know above a four picoliter you really should think about mitigating it it's a carcinogenic it's cancer causing and at the end of the day, you can't smell it, taste it, or see it. So the only way to know it's there is to test for it. And, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, for the small ex- expense that it costs, it's worth it. I I agree. And especially around here, yeah. we have tested. So you're talking about 4.0 is when the EPA recommends mitigating yes. or at least taking action. And we have done tests here locally. I don't think I've done one of these with you, but I've seen it in the 70s and 80s. Yes. Yep. Like insanely high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like a 9 to 10, you know, I see that commonly around here. And then I see the 20. And then there was a couple of times where I saw it at like 80 and 90. And I was like. Oh man, I was in that house for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. I, <know. laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I called a mitigation company. I told him, you know, it was like 78 and he asked me if the house was glowing green, <laughs> couldn't get his head around it. Um, one thing that I will add, uh, some people may see, you know, radon test kits at the Home Depot, um, you know, little do it yourself DIY radon test kits. Um, my experience with those have been they are all over the place with when in terms of accuracy and uh, I have a very hard time recommending those. I highly recommend the official tests that you guys do with the canisters. Yeah. I have found those to be very very consistent. Yeah, they're they're certified. They're going out to a certified lab, and uh, you know those Home Depot kits that they're really. You know, I guess if you're in a pinch and you want to throw it into the basement and try to figure out what the levels are, I mean, I wouldn't knock it. They're out there for a reason. But at the end of the day, you want a certified yeah. test done. Maybe start there, and but double check, yeah. you know, with a real one. I got one more question for you. Considering we have old homes, uh, us as realtors, anytime we're selling a home prior to 1978, we need to disclose the fact that there may be lead paint in that house. Mm. I know that's not something that um, I, I think it's pretty, you know, well known, that the dangers of lead paint. Um, has that topic ever come up between you and clients? What's your stance on lead paint? Yeah, it, it comes up a lot in the Hudson Valley, and uh, l- luckily I've, I've had a lot of friends uh, in the field of being painters, 
So, you know, I, I was always able to go back and talk to them about stuff, but clients ask me a lot of the times and usually during like a lead abatement, um, you know, program where the EPA steps in and says that, you know, this has got to get corrected for the really bad houses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pretty simple process. Uh, any moving part of the house they want replaced. So windows, doors, stuff like that, because they have the ability to chip. And if it chips and a small child starts to eat it, that's, you know, the, the lead levels in their body, it's, it's a lot worse for children. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much for the rest of the house, it's just uh, encapsulating it. And when I say encapsulating it, it's painting over it with, uh, you know, latex paint and it's, it's sealing it so it does not chip. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so bad. Just don't eat the paint. No, I mean, I, I did for years and, you know, it's starting to show, but. And it's, it's important for people to know that when they disturb and disrupt that. Yes. So that is when it can be dangerous and become airborne yeah. as well. Yeah. There was a. Uh, don't it, just take a hammer to an old wall and yeah. start chipping away at it. Yeah, make sure you wait. You know, yeah. if you yeah. are going to do that, you got to wear the proper respiration uh, equipment and everything. And which reminds me of a, a house that I did for uh, a family. They wanted to get into a renovation project, and you know, the, the husband and wife. We were going through the house. They were all excited, and it, the house needed a lot of work, and there was a lot of chipping paint in the house. And they said that they were going to move in there and do a little bit at a time. And, you know, at the, that during the inspection, I was like, okay, you know, just be careful with it. I was giving them some pointers and everything. And then at the end, they were like, oh, yeah, and we had three kids. And, mm-hmm. like, my face just turned. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You, you should not be having your kids, uh, you know, living in Exposed this house. Exposed to this. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And then we, we sat down and, uh, you know, we had a, a, a good conversation about it. And they, they started realizing how much work the, the house needed and how much lead paint was around there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think I killed the deal, Michael. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think every, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's... Uh, Everybody was on board for that because it was yeah, a good Yeah, if that was their intention to yes. do that. Well, yeah. uh, 100%. I mean, I'd much rather live with uh, killing a deal than, you know, yeah. giving a kid brain damage, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I think that's the important thing. It's knowing what you're getting into. And then they have the ability to make a decision that's right for them and their family. They could choose to move forward and maybe arrange for temporary housing while they take on the renovation or mm-hmm. make an adjustment. But they had the information that they needed to make the right decision. And if they didn't have alternatives and the risk was too high, you probably saved them from, yeah. you know, a lot of heartache. And that's why home inspections are so important. And I tell people this all the time. Um, I don't care whether they buy the house or not. Yeah. You know, it's just about delivering the information to them and so they can make the adequate decision of what they want to do. That's yeah. that's the important part. And it's, it's all about the delivery and, you know, uh, making sure that they know what they're getting into. It's funny. I take a similar approach in real estate. It's not my job to, I, I'm, you know, we're real estate salespeople, but I don't consider myself somebody that sells you a house. I'm, I'm not there to do it. I'm there to be your guide through a very complicated transaction. Oh, you, you guys, I, I give realtors such credit these days because you guys have so many moving parts and it's like you're trying to fit all these pieces together. And that's why I've built the business where I, I have because I'm always trying to figure out what problems you guys are having during it so I could correct it and make my 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 uh, business more efficient to help you guys move along in that process because it, it, it's 
there's so many moving pieces. It's a, it's a puzzle. It really is. And you guys do a fantastic job of putting all the pieces together and making sure that people get their dream home. I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And we love working with you and having you, you know, we trust that you <laughs> trust, will always trust. take we care. Tru- we trust trust. <laughs> take care of our clients when it comes to all things home inspection. All right. Last uh, la- last couple of uh, questions. What is the craziest thing you've seen <laughs> at a home inspection? Oh, God, there's so many of them. Uh, yeah, the flips are the best. The flips are really the best for me. I guess I could say the craziest. <laughs> we, we've had some. Uh, Have you doozies. seen any? Where, where, what's the uh, so get, give us an example of the biggest lipstick on a pig uh, house you've seen. Like what? What have you found that just absolutely blew your mind? I was on the second floor of the house and I could shift my weight just a little bit. And the entire second floor of the house was moving and somebody was standing on the outside and they were like, did that house just move? And that was me on the second floor, just shifting around up there. And it was like <laughs> literally shifting around. I was like, I, I don't know if I want to be in this yeah. house right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is absolutely bananas. Um, anything that, uh, anything else that you'd like to add? Um, as far as, uh, crazy things. No, just in general. General. As we um, wrap up. Uh, nothing. It's uh, just a pleasure being here with you guys and being able to get this podcast out. And If um, any of our clients or listeners had questions about uh, using, you know, hiring you for your home inspection services, how would they contact you? Sure. You can look me up on a Google uh, Trust, T-R-U-S-S, Inspections. Uh, it's trustinspections.com, or you could call us at 845-745-9399. Uh, pretty much uh, any time of the day, we'll pick up the phone because the phones ring to all of us. So at, at some point, somebody's going to pick up the phone and get you the answers that you need. And I always recommend to people, too, if they're, they're out there and they're, they're looking at these houses and before they put a bid on it, if they have a question before they put the bid on it, give us a call. Get, get the answers that you need. Love it. Love it. Tom, I can't thank you enough. Um, if you are looking at buying a home, whether you're using us or not, please consider Tom Truss as a home inspector. Uh, he is uh, highly trusted and regarded in the industry, and he won't let you down. Um, in the meantime, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, wanted to just announce we do have a home buying experience seminar coming up September 21st. That's a Thursday from 6 to 7.30. So check that out. We'll be at 2658 East Main Street right here in Wappingers Falls at the Team Banks office. Again, I'm your host, Michael Kahns with Team Banks. And uh, if you are listening to this uh, and you got some value, head over to wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever, and give us a five-star review. Shout out Tom for his uh, knowledge and expertise, and we'd really appreciate it. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.